Welcome to the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. My name is Craig Shoup. I'm the executive director here at the Jacksonville Bar Association. We are excited to have Judge Robin Lanigan with us today. Judge Lanigan was appointed to the Duval County Court on May 8, 2020, to fill the vacancy created by the retirement of Judge Pauline Drake. Judge Lanigan received her bachelor's degree from the University of Tennessee, go Gators, and her Juris Doctorate from Florida Coastal School of Law. She was in private practice specializing in family law until 2016 when she was appointed by Chief Judge Mark Mahan as a general magistrate hearing officer here in Duval County. Before we get started though, I do want to say a special thank you to our Jacksonville Bar Association sponsors. These sponsors include Ameris Bank, Dex Imaging, Dixon Hughes Goodman, Member Benefits, Mulholland Investigation and Computer Forensics, Orange Legal, a Veritex company, Florida Lawyers Mutual Insurance Company, YFAST Networks, Charles Van Consulting, CH Mediation, Ullman Wealth Partners, Diamonds Direct, and Scarlet Group. At this time, we have a quick message from one of our sponsors. Hi, I'm Scott Hall with Ameris Bank. We know that business has changed a lot in the past year. However, one thing that will never change is our commitment to serving our customers. Law firms like yours are crucial to Jacksonville, and our team specializes in tackling the issues that are important to attorneys. At Ameris, we know that especially in these, these unique times, you still need a solid, stable financial partner to turn your plans into action. Ameris Bank is committed to getting you what you need and to get you where you're going. Visit us online at amerisbank.com or call me personally at 421-3049. I look forward to talking with you. We appreciate the support of all of our sponsors of the Jacksonville Bar Association. Well, Judge, welcome. We're glad you're with us. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. We're, we're, we're excited to have this conversation today. So start us out back when uh, tell us about growing up and kind of what led you to want to become a lawyer. So I am one of three daughters, the youngest of three daughters. Uh, my father is an accountant and my mother is now an attorney. And I was growing up with or watching my mother go through um, college as we were young children and uh, I should say graduate school. She had gone to college before I was born. but. Um, I watched her get her master's degree and constantly in school. And by the time I went to high school, my mother went back to law school. It was her second time going. Um, the first time she went in the 60s before my sisters were, um, as my six sisters were being born. So her second time going back to law school was the time I was graduating from high school. And I watched her do that. Um, and then when I was in college at the University of Tennessee, go Vols. Um, uh, I started as an accounting major and following in my dad's footsteps and then had a really difficult time understanding the um, depreciation of an asset when you purchased it in year 2020 and you're still depreciating in 2021. I just thought that was bizarre. It didn't really work in my brain and uh, changed tracks into the law and that's where I ended up in law school. Uh, so. But what brought you to Jacksonville? Perfect segue. Uh, law school brought me to um, Jacksonville. Uh, I was married, had two very young children, took the LSAT just to see 
what would it be like to take the LSAT? We received material in the mail um, from all different kinds of law schools after taking the LSAT, and uh, the one school that actually called and spoke with me was Florida Coastal, saying, "Hey, we're a new law school. We're, you know, we want you to come see the school," and everything just sort of fell into place where uh, we were able to move up to Jacksonville, and I came and. I was the second graduating class at Florida Coastal. We were on Beach Boulevard, where you had uh, you know, three or four professors, one classroom, and um, we all knew each other, and it was a very close-knit close, close -knit group of people in law school. And, uh, so that's what brought me to Jacksonville, was uh, Florida Coastal. Tell us about a, a favorite memory from either a case you've been involved in or you tried, either as a lawyer or as a judge. So I will say, since I've been on the bench in May of uh, last year, the courthouse has been closed. Uh, we've been conducting all of our hearings by Zoom. And so my ability to have a really fascinating case has been a little bit limited because we um, haven't had people in, in person. But I did have my very first jury trial last week. Uh, so that was amazing and a great experience. Um, my Some of my practice, it's almost so distant that I've forgotten some of my stories from practicing. Um, I haven't been in practice since 2016. Uh, my very last case was with uh, an attorney that I had litigated against a lot. We had had a difficult relationship throughout um, that time that we were litigating. And then we came to this last case that was very contentious and we worked so well together and in such a professional manner, uh, the trial, it was a couple of days long, it went, it went well, and at the end of that trial, she wrote me a beautiful email. Um, she was one of the few lawyers that attended my swearing in because it was during COVID, so we weren't allowed to have a lot of people, and we have since become very close friends. So I think um, that is one of, those, one of those things that stick with me because of my uh, experience with that attorney. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the Fourth Circuit's always been known for its professionalism and the collegiality of our bar, for sure. Yes, and the family law bar is very close. Um, you're really dealing with, as every, every area of law, you're dealing with the same lawyers all the time. Uh, everybody knows each other, and sometimes you've got some prickly um, relationships, and sometimes you have some very comfortable relationships. And so when you can take one that's prickly and turn it into... Uh, more comfortable, um, and in fact, a, a dear relationship, then I think that's a great experience. Um, but yeah. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with the Jacks Bar and why you think it's important to, for lawyers and judges to be part of the Jacks Bar. I think it, it helps. Uh, it, the importance of it is, at least for me, is to meet people outside of the area that you practice. And so, as I mentioned, in family law, we are a, a close-knit group of attorneys. Uh, I've been a member of the Florida Family Law and of Courts for since I was a student member, um, so more than 20 years ago. And so you, you tend to stay in that small group. And when you participate with the Jacks Bar, you get to meet people from all of the other areas as well. So when you sit down and you're having lunch with other people outside of your area, you're able to make those connections with a civil lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, other judges, whoever it is that's at your table. And um, I think that's very, very important to help you um, make those relationships 
and um, I, I think that's an invaluable service that Jack's Bar provides. There's also other benefits like um, this. Being on a podcast. Being on benefit. a podcast with you. Yeah. And getting to know you. There you go. Um, so tell us about what you think either new lawyers just getting admitted or lawyers who maybe we talked about Zoom, now practicing more here in the Fourth Circuit, and they're practicing on Zoom, and they may be in another part of the state. Or I know a few attorneys that have moved to the Fourth Circuit more recently and are now opening new practices here in the Fourth. What do you think they should know about practicing in the Fourth? So I think you've asked me two, two questions. And the first question um, is one of those things that are, I'm most passionate about, and that's giving advice to new lawyers. Um, I, I think I've watched the other podcast, and I've seen where, uh, for example, um, uh, Mike Tanner, I think, was mm -hmm. the last interview where he spoke about collegiality and professionalism. I think that's a message that you can't hear enough. Uh, for me, the advice that I think is important um, is twofold. One, you have to find things outside of the law that you can identify yourself as. If you always identify yourself as an attorney, so everything that you're doing is as an attorney, even in your personal life, you'll burn out much faster. If you find something that you enjoy doing, whether it's running, um, uh, gardening, cooking, whatever it is, you'll be able to engage with other people with similar interests. So then you don't have to talk about the law all the time. Um, you could potentially uh, develop new relationships for clients if that's uh, one of your goals. But I think it just helps to identify yourself as something other than a lawyer so that when you walk into a room, you have something else to talk about besides being a lawyer. Um, what, what do you identify yourself as? So, um, well, I am I'm passionate about working out, running. Uh, my husband and I met boxing. I'm a very, uh, very passionate about exercise every day, doing something. I'm also extremely passionate about community service. Uh, that's something else. That's the second part of my advice to people, uh, to new lawyers, is uh, being involved in the community. There is, um, there's just not enough. It, I, I can't say it, it enough that that's the most important thing. That you've got to give back to the community, whether it's through time, through money, whatever. You've got to uh, volunteer, step up, and do things. And uh, people enjoy having lawyers come do things and be present at their events. Uh, you can tell them you're a lawyer, you can not tell them you're a lawyer, whatever. But being there and, and helping out is is uh, very important. I know you've always been very active at our community events like that. I know the thing of the times we've been at Beating Northeast Florida, um, you're always there pitching in, packing boxes, pulling stuff from shelves, whatever needs to be done, you're always there. I, I love Feeding Northeast Florida. I think they're a great organization and it's an easy place to volunteer because it is so organized. You get there, you're there, you know what time you're going to be there for. They've got an activity they specifically want you to accomplish at the end, and then they show you what goal you, you reached by the time you leave. So you feel accomplished, and that, I think, is important when you're volunteering. So Feeding Northeast Floor is one of my favorite places to go to. My husband and I um, commit to doing something twice a month for some organization to make sure that we are giving back in, in some way physically giving back, um, as well as uh, financially giving back, too. Of course. So one of the fun questions we're asking here, that we're asking all of our folks come through, what are some favorite restaurants you enjoy going to with your family? 
So this was one of the like main reasons I wanted to come on the podcast because I know that uh, other people have spoken about restaurants that they enjoy, but I am vegan and gluten free, and so uh, and I've been that way about 15 years now. And the only way that my husband and I can agree on where to live is based on the restaurant choice around our house. So we live in the Riverside Avondale area, where I find that they've got the greatest choice of, of vegan gluten free restaurants. So. My number one favorite place to go is Southern Roots um, on King Street. Really, any place on King Street is going to be uh, my favorite. So I've got Southern Roots. We have Sweet Theory for uh, baked goods. Um, the Pad Thai is on there, there as well. Um, Juice Box is on there for smoothies. And Riverside Liquor, and I'm not a big drinker, but they have a great restaurant in the back uh, that we really enjoy taking people to, to see and eat there. Uh, I love Food Dog Curry Trader. I, I think they're a great restaurant. Sushi Co. Uh, those are my favorite places because they have um, the ability to provide for me and for you, so we can go and eat there. Um, so those are my those are my list. I'm, I, every week, I'm adding to my list of new places that I have not heard of before, and I always fancy myself as a as a food guy. And there's a lot, so many places in town I haven't heard of, so I'm adding these all to the list. For did, sure. did I name ones that you don't know? You did. Have you been to any of them? I've been to Riverside Liquors to the food uh, side. The, our appellate committee has done receptions there. Um, with, uh, they enjoy meeting there in the back. Yeah, so. it's a great little area. It gets a little loud, but um, love the food, little tapas plates, and mm -hmm. all kinds of interesting specials they have there as well. Um, and when I was just saying before we started taping that you know, my husband said when we were looking for a house to move, he had to stay in that little postage stamp of restaurants because we love to walk. That area is so walkable to go up and have breakfast or go and have dinner and walk back home. So we live right there in that little spot. Mixing the exercise back in with the, with the restaurants. For yes. Sure. Absolutely. Just some, I know we talked about professionalism and mentoring new lawyers and such. If somebody was maybe looking for to reach out to you about a, a non-case-specific question or something like that, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? They can um, email my judicial assistant or call her or certainly um, come to the courthouse and um, sit in the courtroom. I encourage. I uh, had a, a woman in my courtroom last week that I had, she she came to see me when I was a magistrate and she was in high school now she's getting ready to finish um, with her bachelor's degree and going into law school so she came back and uh, came and observed and watched court last week but uh, my judicial assistant is Margaret Copeland her email address is m copeland c-o-p-e-l-a-n-d at c-o-j dot net and her number is 255-1339 um, so they could reach out I'm happy to get on the phone I'm happy to have coffee or lunch with anybody, and um, as long as it's not related to something specifically in front of me. Perfect. Well, thank you, Judge, for your time. I know you're very busy with the courts uh, continuing to reopen and the backlog. I know you've been helping out in some other divisions as well. That's so, correct, yeah. Um, thank you for your valuable time today to come in with us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all at our next uh, episode coming soon. Thanks, Judge. Thank you. Thank you.